Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, doing, ladies and gents? Welcome back into the channel. We're going to be going through a Q&A here with our guys in the Discord group. I'll pop in the little channel there. Questions for Jamie. And just ask for some different questions apart from the ones that I've already answered. So if you, uh, someone that listens you know, regularly into the content, there maybe there should be some different uh, answers here and just some different questions. So we'll start off with Gumby there. How will people react once Cleary comes back? Should I panic sell players to afford him as soon as he comes back or wait a few weeks to see if his price drops, see if he's more affordable? Because I've spent that money, not just on one half, but spread that one million over getting players that I, than I originally have had. So just generally there, what we, what should we do when Cleary comes back? I don't think you've got to rush completely. Yes, it'd be cool to have him from round one, but if you don't have him from that first one and he scores an 80 or 90 and we think he's back to you know what he was doing in the back end of last year and the whole year, let's say, um, then you know it might be smart to trade, you know, a keeper. Maybe you know someone to maybe have a few, you know, a bunch of center keepers, and you can you can downgrade you know one of the, one of them, the six hundred k guy, to a cash cow, for example. Bank that four hundred k, and then you know if there's an injury or a suspension or something to one of your other guns, then you can move up to him in the next week. That's probably you know the best way to do it. Um, but I wouldn't be, yeah, it's probably going to be a two to three week process to try and garner the funds to, to pick him up. So obviously don't blow up your team completely to get him, but that would be kind of the, the idea for Cleary in that time period. But we're not sure exactly when he's coming back. Could be around four, five, six, we don't know. So just wait up until that. And I wouldn't be sitting there with 400, 500k right now. Maybe two to 300 is okay, but four, 500 is a little bit too much because you're just going to lose too many ranks. Uh, over this period of time, unless you're sitting with all the cash cows and they're doing really well, which they won't every week, then that's probably not the best idea. Would you recommend selling Turbo this week to prevent losing cash? Originally set up my team with enough spare cash to do a direct swap for Cleary, but I'm worried Turbo will lose too much cash and I need to trade him plus a keeper to get in Cleary when he's back. Well, Racy Wesser, number one, unless you were planning on trading Turbo to, to Cleary, I think that was a, that's a pretty silly idea in itself. If you started with Turbo, you, you want to have him in there as a, as a captain and that's kind of the reason why we were going to pick up Cleary in the first place right that that million you're spending here for that clear captaincy option yes Turbo had a bad round one 
but he'll come back uh, great. There's no reason why he won't be able to do you know, close to what he did last year. Yeah, whether that's a 70 or an 80 average, I think he'll be able to get somewhere close into that 70s. And if you, um, if, if you can, if you're expecting him to do that, I think that would be great. Someone like Payne Haas, he's not going to get 85 every week, so Turbo is still a great option. I wouldn't be looking to move on Turbo at this point. Gumby again, would you keep Teddy as a keeper or you think it's time to swap him for someone else? He's been underperforming for a while now and it's getting me worried. What do we mean underperforming for a while? He averaged 58 last year and that's the price you get him at. The 32 in round one is nothing to worry about. He would be a, vi- a viable alternative to Welch. Now he's confirmed out. So guys like you and Aiken are going to be great. Jai Arrow is another solid one. If you're looking for mids, for example, or edge players, then they're, then they're really cool. I would also be looking at some cheaper guys. So we had Welch at 580. If you can get anyone around the, as I said, the Arrow. Matt Lodge comes back this week. He'll be fun to have a look at. Stefano's always are going to be a solid option. At that price point, I would go to guys like Jeremy Jeremiah Nanai. Uh, he would be decent. Um, yeah, Tom Gilbert is someone that I have on the watch list. So if you really like him, then he's an option. Maxi King, if you want to go downgrade, or you can you know, select anyone in any other option. Whether you know fullback seems to be a place that uh, people don't have a lot of cover, so that could be interesting as well. That's a decent one there. Is Vaalea worth holding? I think that just at the price point, he's probably not worth trading out, just unless you can do a straight swap to one of those guys. How does the strategy differ between head-to-head and overall rankings? I still don't get how they can be different. So head-to-head, mate, very, very different in terms of you're not trying to score amazing points during the buy rounds, whereas your overall strategy, you need to have the necessary amount of players during those buy rounds to score decently and hold your ranks or improve your ranks. So you'll be using a lot more trades during that period for a classic overall team, as a head-to-head team, that's when you put your feet up, relax, you're just accumulating guns over this period and, and, and building up your cash cows so you can generate that cash to, to bring in keepers down the track. That's, I hope that helps. I think Kobe Hetherington is a buy this week. I don't think he is a buy at all this week, just with him on the bench. Let's wait till, he gets, uh, let's wait till we see him on the bench and see what happens, if, how many minutes he gets, and see what happens when he gets into the starting side. Fantasy Phil, hey Jamie, could you maybe include one of your videos if there's a right order if you're doing multiple trades? Okay, so I had a little bit of a read of this. So what he means exactly is if you're actually going to trade, so we'll jump into that section, right? What he's asking with is, is you don't want to get locked out of a trade. So if you're trading out a guy that plays at, you know, so if you trade out Angus Crichton, for example, and he was to play in round one, and in game one, and you're trading in, say, Jeremiah Nanai, who's playing on a Saturday night, right? If you've, tra- if you've done Crichton to him, and you know, it gets to Friday and Nanai has been moved back to the bench or he's out for injury or something like that, you will not be able to reverse that trade. Okay? So I'd be looking what do you, what do you and what else he means by that is is the, the money as well. You want that to work out. So if you're trading out a, a, a big um, price player for a lighter price player, then that's gonna be okay at any time during the week. But if you're trading out a, a cheapie and bringing in a gun with that exact trade, so you know, cross the line there, if you're looking at the screen in trade one, bang, bang, then you would not be able to trade, just, just reverse that one trade. You would have to reverse both trades to get, uh, to, for that to work out, if that makes sense. So you'll come across that maybe two to f- four times throughout the season. It's definitely something that I've got, oh, I want to reverse it because this has happened. And then you look at, you get in there and you actually can't make that reverse. And that's going to be something that, it's probably going to come up a little bit more often this year with the uh, issues around COVID. So that's a very, very uh, good and interesting question there. The other thing to think about is if uh, the two players play 
uh, in similar games or you know on the same day, for example, that would be better because that'd be an easier way to reverse that trade rather than having one at the start of the week and one at the end of the week. So that's a very nice question, uh, Mr. Fantasy Phil. Love the uh, love the picture of you there too. All right, we've talked plenty about the probability of Turbo returning to 21 form, but no one's really questioning if Cleary will. I understand he's been consistent for a while now, but coming off big shoulder surgery and a big break, do you think he'll return to form immediately or take a while to settle? He might take a game or two to settle, but remember he had a bit of time off at the back end of last year with his shoulder, and he's come back saying that it feels a lot better than it did uh, when you know, before he had surgery, for example, in the back end of last year, and he came back and still did really well. So I have no issues with him coming back and scoring in the 70s straight away. He just does so much on the park, and he's an amazing player that I think he can do it straight away. I'm probably not going to bring him in straight away if that um, helps you with your question. Uh, should we wait a few games before we pick Cleary? Yeah, I think that's a good, decent idea. Iron Will, I want to get rid of Russell and Baalea because I don't want to trade out a starter. It would leave me with 528k. So if you did both of them, that's not a lot of money to uh, to bring in players. And if you're looking at the option he's got here, Baker, for Fita Morea, Hunt... Um, yeah, just not not a lot there. I I just leave those guys. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. I wouldn't be picking up any of those players. I think that's a silly trade. For example, just um, just don't do it. Really, do you think Brian Toll will be a buy at some point in the season, or is that starting price just too high? Well, if he keeps going low for a bit, his price is going to go down. He's someone that's going to be a great player. Just the um, the tackle bust is the issue. Obviously, that drops a lot for him. But the run meters and if he's scoring a lot of tries, he's going to score really well in your team. All right. Jamie, you have a Cleary uh, IKR. I have Cleary in right now. What does that say? Um, oh, oh, I know, right? Maybe. <laughs> I know I should keep him, but with Ilias not really firing and Walters and Snyder with their situation, I'm going to miss about 100 points, probably more in the two rounds minimum holding him, in my opinion. Thanks in advance. Yeah, I suppose that was the issue. You know, things are going to come up, and if you have a red dot from the start at that much price, you know, that much of a price is going to make it tough for you. Can you just bring in... Uh, another half. Okay, have you got Kurt Mann that you could cover? Yeah, that's kind of the options. I, I feel like if you started with him, you can't trade him out now. A lot of people are going to be wanting to bring him in in three to four weeks, so you have that up. And if you re- if you get rid of him now, you've wasted that opportunity that you've you've had for you, you've given to yourself by starting with him. So I think you just got to hold and have some cover elsewhere with whether it be a Burton, a Man, um, yeah, and obviously the one week with Schneider, he's going to do pretty well also. It's hard to trade now if you haven't got to say yeah to bring him in. I think he's. A, I think it was a must-have from the start. I think you should have him if you can, but don't trade keepers to get him if that makes sense. If you've got a Brandon Smith and another mid-ranger, for example, you can go to a Cashy and Haas. I think that's a good option. Is Tom Gilbert a buy? How many minutes do you expect him to play? Uh, I can expect him to play big minutes for this next little period, but who knows after that? Does Hallam Lukey get his spot? Does you know Gilbert go back to the bench? Does who knows? There's a selection of things. You know, does does Lolo go to mid uh, to the prop? Sorry, and we get Ruben Cotter back. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. I'm expecting him somewhere between that sixty to seventy minutes on that edge, but you know, moving into the middle as well. So I think he's a decent buy, but I'm happy to watch him for a couple of weeks. Hey Jamie, what to do with Maddo? Thinking of trading him to Gilbert and banking the cash for when is back. That's a solid option, but again, I'm on the watch list for Gilbert. Other guys in that cheaper range you could get, or you could go straight to a, a current or something like that would be decent too. Uh, lad, Hey, Jamie, looking forward to Cleary's return. Best way to getting him back in the team without sacrificing too much. No, there's no real good way, mate. You're going to have to get rid of a couple of keepers, really. So that's why I'm not looking at 
um, building up too much cash to get him now. We have to make money. We have to, you know, the more money we can make over the next next few weeks with these mid rangers with the keepers, with the cheapies, the better chance we have of getting Cleary back as soon as possible. Um, hey, Jamie, I have a lot of Cleary questions. Keep uh, kept some cash to get Cleary back, but I've realised it won't be enough unless I destroy my team when he returns. Everyone's going to have to destroy their team to get Cleary back if they want him straight away. So that's the issue. Uto um, to Tango. Uh, Andrew Fafita to Josh King. No, just hold Fafita. That would be silly. That would, you know, that's increase. That's decreasing the amount of funds you would have left. So, nah, just. Ugh. I think just. I think just hold, mate, with that one. Just to bring in Tango, I think you just can leave that cash cow and and see what Stefano does and see what Andrew Fafita does. I think that's the best way. Uh, Amone or Walters to swap for Nanai. Amone, you can do. I think. Um, Walters, you can hold. Hey, Jamie, think about picking up Nico Hines. Do you reckon he's long-term or not? Yeah, he's a long-term keeper in the wing fullback and the halves. I think probably, you know, definitely a wing fullback keeper. Might be a 55-point you know, kind of player. He didn't do a lot on the weekend and still scored really well, so he's a good option. Could Victor Alley become fantasy relevant in a few weeks once he's 21 gets cycled out? Uh, scored only 21 minutes. If so, he keeps anything like PPM. He's scoring huge as an 80-minute player. He never really plays 80 minutes, Silent Bob, but, and he's also never on the field, you know, not enough to, to be a really good player. He's someone that, you know, even if he started with him this week, he got 26 minutes again. Like, he just, he managed to get himself either knocked out. Yes, there was some, maybe some issues with the the choice to, to take him off. You know, might have just had a bit of a headache, for example, but, yeah, he just doesn't, Spend enough time in the field, he gets suspended. There's a lot that happens there, but he could be decent. I wouldn't be looking to pick him up now anyway. Um, Vaalea for Alec McDonald. I think, you know, McDonald's on the watch list, so I would, I'd probably leave Vaalea at this point. Uh, would you trade Amone or Ilias? Uh, only if you can get one of the must haves, which I've spoken about. Brandon Smith for Harry Grant, do it. What's one player you're looking at preseason that you're glad you didn't pick up? That's a very, very interesting question. Someone I was looking at, uh, Amone, I'm, I'm glad I didn't pick up in this early stage. Um, who are the who are other guys? I wish I picked up Nanai and Tungo in my team. Obviously, the people squad we were fine with that. Um, who am I glad I didn't pick up? What have we got on here on the side? So Turbo, I'm happy with. I didn't pick up uh, other guys. I was interested in. There weren't too many that I was super interested in. Tedesco, I was probably interested in. So glad I didn't start with him. Just with his low score to, to kick it off. Other than that. Lucille Lua, Brandon Smith I had some interest in, so I'm glad I didn't pick him up. Dylan Brown I do have. Uh, That's probably it, hey. I'm happy with the mids that I chose, like the mid-range guys that I chose. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't pick up for more, who I was interested in. I said that's probably it, guys. Other than that, like pretty, I had a pretty solid start in my team, for example. So happy with that. Uh, Thoughts on Jackson Bolo? For a replacement for Russell and his Jairo must. Jairo is not a must. He's definitely on the watch list. I didn't put him in that last video. Him, uh, Johnson is definitely a sell, by the way. I forgot to put him in there. Jairo is on the watch list, but he's a good option as well. Not a must-have. Jackson Polo, he is a decent replacement, but I'm not expecting to play that well every week. Yeah, he'll have it up and down weeks in a team that was... Like, he was one of the better players in their team, to be fair. So, Anyone under 306 will make some decent cash. Just Maxi King at this point. If Fletcher Bag keeps getting late swapped and starting, probably get DPP after the round six update. Oh, probably not. Yes, to continue getting named there on on team list Tuesday. Around what round should our trades be focused towards buy rounds? Probably around the six, seven, eight onwards, I'd say would be a good idea. I'll start speaking about that when I feel like it's a bit more relevant, Smitty. 
Is Highland Luki a hold? Yeah, I think you just hold him. He has the opportunity to possibly play big minutes in the upcoming future. So keep him in your side. JB, hey Jamie, think you've trained Amone for Josh King so I don't have to start Ilias this week. Don't trade players just for the sake of it if you'd like to cover points. You know, we saw this last week. People brought uh, Suwali in for uh, Tango, for example. I just think that was probably not the best idea because now you have a red dot when there's Snyder in there. You've got Walters that isn't scoring, isn't going to score amazing. Um, Sean Russell, Valea. There's so many guys that we have now having red dots that I think, you know, having doing that is silly. So trading for the sake of just not starting someone this week, I think is silly. If you want to trade him for Josh King, you think Josh King's going to make a fair bit more cash, then okay. But Amone could come out and score 50 this week as well. Makes sense. Jack Sharks, one, two, three. Hey, Jamie, what do you think I should be playing in my halves out of Ilias, Amone, or Walters? I'd probably go with Ilias, should have a better game. So I'd go him, Amone, Walters, but I'm scared that he's up against the, uh, the Storm and they can play pretty well. Or should I move Hines to the halves and bring Berry in the wing fullback position? I think that Berry could have a decent game this week, so I'd probably almost put him over Ilias, but in the halves you have a better chance of scoring consistently than you do in the wing fullback. Berry is very solid though, and had no attacking stats, so he could score 50 as well. Love the content, by the way. Thank you very much, Jack Sharks. I appreciate it. And last two guys, RGS, Church Jamie, picking up Juna Polo for my pod. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm not one to rage trade, and I won't. But what's your thoughts on him? I know he's not a keeper, but I feel like he could go a bit better. He could go a bit better, but he's priced pretty high. So I think there's a lot of cheapies that could do better. Yeah, he wasn't impressive at all, but none of the eels were impressive. So he'll definitely do better. But no, it's definitely not going to be the new normal. Um, for him. Oh, sorry, you pick, you've picked him up and you want to move him on. Um, okay. In that case, opportunity that you could. I never thought he was going to be a keeper in, in anyone's team. Uh, a lot of people did, but he also had no offloads and stuff last week, so he could improve on that. I'd probably hold him unless you've got a clear you know, one trade option rather than doing two trades. And last one, Brian Crow. Should I trade Brown to Dylan Brown? I imagine for Reynolds. No, Brown will do better. That's his lowest score in a long time. Uh, same with Reed Mahoney. So that's that, guys. I hope you enjoyed that Q&A and hope it answered a few different questions for you and a few that you may not have thought about, especially around some of those um, interesting, intricate trade sections there. If you haven't subscribed to this channel, please do. I would appreciate it so much. We're growing really nicely and I appreciate all your support, guys. We'll catch you in the next video. We're just going to be going through the trades that I make in my teams. Have a great day, guys. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.